ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. That hand clap was very weak. Are you sure we're praising God in this place? Or were we doing something else? Was it God we're praising? Then can we give a louder hand clap and celebrate our great God this morning? Well, it's time for testimonies. Hallelujah. You know, God is a faithful God. And that you know that hymn, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning, our testimony is coming from a, late, a new mother, amen, who decided to put her trust in Jesus. So put your hands together and help me welcome Mrs. Aso Apiem from the Charisma Hub. Put your hands together for her. As she comes, oh, I don't feel your excitement this morning. Are we in church or are we somewhere else? Oh, are we in church or are you somewhere else? Can you give the Lord a shout and show some excitement as we help her? Come up this morning. Amen. Is she not looking lovely? You understand why soon? Talk to us, please. Okay, please, I'm Mrs. Apiem, and I'm from the Charisma Hub. And this is my testimony. My testimony is about how God helped me and how God helped me to deliver safely. Actually, before even I got pregnant, um, I had traces of fibroid. So, um, when I got pregnant, when I got my, when I got pregnant. Um, when I went for the scan, my first scan as usual, when I went, they said that the fibroid was very big and the baby was lying on top. And mm. um, around that, I was a bit worried. So, not for my husband. He was even more worried than. But by God's grace, um, after, around the fifth month... I see every burden and anything that takes away your peace. I see the Lord neutralizing it completely. If you believe it, shout a very loud amen and receive it now. So around that time, when the, the news about the fireworks came to me, I think that was when we had, we had our, before the lockdown, um, the building... Cathedral Sunday. Uh, Cathedral Sunday. So I told God that, oh God, that's for this one. Operation, oh God. Please help me to deliver safely. Is there anyone so, who can also have faith in this room? I said, is there anyone who can believe God with your seed this morning? So I told God that I'm going to give this amount of money. I made up my mind. No matter what comes my way, no matter the challenges, this money, I wouldn't touch it. So I kept it there. 
I kept it there that when I deliver safely, I'm going to bring this money as, as when we dedicate my child. So during around the fifth month, we went to the hospital again for another scan. By, but surprisingly, actually my tummy wasn't growing. So that was the reason why we went to the hospital. So when we went there, um, the lab technician said that he's realized that the fibroid is shrinking. I see every problem in your life also losing power. I said, I see the problems in your life. They are shrinking in the name of Jesus. There are only three of you who believe it. But to the three of you that believe it, receive the blessing now. But anyway, the first, so the fiber is shrinking. But this time, the baby is rather coming with his head, instead, uh, with his leg instead of his head. That's another problem. And that's another one. Oh, I said, oh God. But by God's grace, the eighth man, normally that's the last can before you deliver. So I went for that one. When I went for that one, by God's grace, when I went, they said the baby had turned. Mm. So on the seventh. Wait, wait, repeat that. They said the baby had done what? Had turned. And now the baby had done what? Had turned. The baby had done what? Had turned. The baby had done what? The baby had done what? The baby had done what? Your problem is also turning around in the name of Jesus. I thought I'll see you standing to your feet and receiving the blessing in the name of Jesus. So on the, um, on the 17th, as usual, so on the 17th, my husband rushed me to the hospital. And I sat from 11, 3 o'clock, you know, that's for, that's for those pains you go through, whether you like it or not, the contractions. Mm. So I was there. When I went, they checked. They said they are delivering normal. It will come. They, they mm. told me, as for that one, I'll deliver because they've checked everything. So around the pains, it was something else, but it is well. Around 3.30, I realized that this one was on Tuesday. I told myself that this one, I'm connecting to the prayer meeting. So even though I was still in pain, I was online as well. And oh. I was praying. Oh God, thank God, thank God. So by God's grace, um, so after around four, that, around five, getting to five, I couldn't say anymore. So at 5.30 to get into since they took me to the labor bed. And by God's grace, by God's grace, even though they were saying they are calling their doctor and all those things, I delivered safely to his glory. And I thank God. Against every prediction of men. I said against every prediction of a man. Against whatever has been said of you. Against the expectations and the thoughts of men. I see the hand of God lifting you above the thoughts and the imaginations of evil people. Against the thoughts and imaginations of men. Rise above and stand in the name of Jesus. Everybody in this room, can you shout a loud amen? So what do you have to tell us? All that I have to tell all of us is that we should have faith in God. Certain your seed will speak for you. If you trust in God, no matter what you are going through, as you are praying, as you are praying, just have faith. As you are praying, giving your seed, just trust in the word of God. That's what God has said. Mm. For me, I believe what God has said concerning my marriage, concerning my child, and whatever word that I held on to. God too has been faithful. Corona or no corona, God has been faithful. I'm a teacher. My husband is a teacher. Whatever situation we've been through within this season, God has been faithful. That's all that I can say. Can you celebrate the Lord with her this morning and give the Lord a shout?
difference you made in my life. What a difference you made in my life. You're my sunshine day and night. What a difference you made in my You've been playing. 
Hallelujah. I'm excited for many, many reasons. You know, the first song that Mary sang describes the man we are about to listen to. I said the first song she sang describes the man we are about to listen to. He's a man who has given us all just to serve the Lord. So Paul said in Acts chapter 20, he said, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself. So that he'll be able to testify of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Saints, I have the privilege to introduce a man to you who is not moved by your looks, who is not moved by your thoughts, who is not moved by your feelings, who is not moved by the impressions of men. His soul's desire is to be, is to be used and to be pleasing to the Lord. And this morning is no exception. As he mounts this pulpit to minister, be ready to receive the word of God for your life today. I need you to start to jump to your feet. I need the shout to rise to the roof as we welcome to this pulpit, my father, my pastor, your father and your pastor, the bishop, Edwin Morgan Ogo. I don't want my heart to be a stony ground. I don't want my heart to be a wayside ground. I don't want my heart to be a thorny ground. Make me a good ground. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. What a beautiful time we've had in God's presence. What a beautiful service. And I want to welcome once again all our online brothers and sisters. 
I believe that God has something special to say to me and to you. Amen. We are continuing. You know, I've been preaching from this book, How You Can Become a Strong Christian. That is the message. I'm not just preaching from a book, but I'm teaching you how to become a strong Christian. You cannot be a Christian and be weak. Like, we have children we send to school. They are students. And our intention is that they will be good students. I don't think there's any mother who takes her son to school expecting the son to be a bad student. We all try and strive to be good. If you are a student, if you're not a student, then it doesn't concern you. But if you are a student, then you ought to be the good type of student. An excellent student. In the same vein, if you are a Christian, your aim should be that you will be a strong Christian. A strong Christian. And a strong Christian, once you become a strong Christian, you become the believer God wants you to be. Ephesians 6 verse 10 is Paul's admonition. He said, my brethren, be strong. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. But some of us have removed the in the Lord and have put in the school. So that's your revised version. Be strong in school. Some of us have removed the word Lord and have put business. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the business. But the Lord is not saying any such thing. And it's not that he doesn't want you to be strong in the school. Or strong in, the, in your business. Or some of you, it's not Lord, but it's marriage. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the marriage. Be strong in the marriage. I saw a couple that had a wedding yesterday. I'm sure the lady was advised by her relatives that as you are going, go with this mind. <laughs> yes, they are always advised to go with a certain mind. Hmm. So they are in the marriage with that mind. The man is advised, have this mind, think this way. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants us to be strong in him. In him. Marriage 
school, business are not the only places you must have a vision to be strong in. As a Christian, there is a certain place you have to be strong in. And that place is the Lord. As you are in the Lord, your spiritual life, your Christian life, you must be strong in that area too. You must be strong. But what do we see today? What do we what is the what is the picture we see today? Most people in the church are not strong in the Lord. Some of you are strong in politics. Strong in your knowledge of EPL. You are very strong. You know about footballers. You know about... Some of you know the matches going to be played today. In all the stadia in, in Europe. Because you are, you, are, you, are, you are involved in betting. Yes. That is your Christian life. That is, how, that is your life now. You are now not interested in school. You are not interested in anything. You want cheap money. Fast money. So you are into betting. So as you are sitting here, you are checking your phone to know when the, what the, when the matches are starting. Those which have started, you are checking the, 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 the scores. And so because you, 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 are, you have put some 50 Ghana on, on a, on a team today. Yes. But what you don't know is that you are going to fall flat on your face. Flat on your face. Ladies and gentlemen... God is not against your marriage. God is not against your school. It cannot be against your education. Because you need to be even educated to read the Bible he has given us. God is not against anything you are doing in your life. But he wants you to be strong. And actually, after having acquired all the things you have acquired, if you are not strong in the Lord, everything you have is useless. And we began to look at many things. I mean, we, we, I need you to listen to this series on my podcast. Because when I start like that, that, especially the first chapter, it's so much strong in my heart. I remember the first chapter, I think it deals with... Um, why you must be a strong Christian. Why? I think so. Six reasons why. So that you can overcome the wicked one. I'm being tempted. I'm falling to the temptation already. <laughs> so that, uh, it's, it's that you must strengthen yourself. You must be strong in the Lord. Because your enemy is planning to attack you again. <laughs> yes. Strengthen yourself so that you can run your race properly. Strengthen yourself so that you can withstand in the evil day. I've taught you all this, that everybody has an evil day. And you, 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 must, you must be strong so that you don't fall. You don't vanish. You don't disappear when your evil day comes. Because everybody's own will come. Everybody's own will come. You will have yours. 
But after all that, when the evil day comes, after the storm, you must be standing as a tree. You must be standing. There are always trees that are standing after a storm. You must be strong so that you can help other people. This one, as I stand here, you may you see I'm preaching to you, but what you don't know is that my mind is on. I mean, how do I help these people? How do I help them? That is my mind. That is why I've even come back to the first chapter. How do I mean, how? There's a lot of people here. How do I help them? Because obviously, the, 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 the message I'm preaching or the service we are having this Sunday morning is, is, the, is, 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 is almost insignificant. In fact, coming to church, eh, this what we call church service, on, honestly, I, I feel that we have been deceived. I really feel that there is, we are, we are, those online, listen to me, that we are living on, under a very strong deception. We are deceived by what a church is. Not even just a church, sorry, not a church, a, a, a church service. Because there are many church activities. There are many church activities. One of them, one of the many church activities is the church service. And the church service, like what we are having here, unfortunately has been, has been, has been presented. I don't know how we pastors did it. Or we've understood, like, the, the, the church service we are having is the main thing. That's what some of us see. Like Sunday morning going to church. It's the thing. If there's anything to do, it's Sunday morning going to church. So there are many of you, your, this Sunday church service we are having now, is your all. It's your all. Like, like your Christian life, what you call Christianity, is this thing we are doing here. Like this thing. That the sister came to sing, the choir sang, some dancers that came to dance. We have nice... Uh, Instrumentalists in their blue shirts looking beautiful and uh, 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 resplendent. Resplendent around them. Posh instruments. This, uh, this, is, this is an instrumentalist dream. This picture is an instrumentalist dream. And many of us have, we, we, we are under a deception that this is it. This is it. But uh, see, I, I want to tell you that this is not it. Believe me, believe me, this thing I am doing, this one, is not it. It's not it. If this is your Christian life, then you are lost. You, you failed. You are not in it. If this is your Christian life, then you are not in the game. Many of you, after this thing, this Thing, after this thing, you pack up. You fold up like a mollusk. And open up again next week, Sunday, for this thing. But this thing is not Christianity. This is not Christianity. We gather here like this to celebrate the Christian life we have lived somewhere. 
why I would wish that Sunday service should be like a musical concert. I mean, the preaching, I mean, you're interacting with the word of God, God's word, the Bible, kind of a Bible, paper Bible. Thank you, sir. I mean, you're interacting with this book of the law, the main pillar of our lives. Your interaction with this book is in this service. This is where you came to hear the word of God. Then you are lost. This is why you came to, you sat on a bus to come and hear the word of God. Like when we close the service, you have heard God's word for the week. What? Ah, find a calculator, please. Multiply 24 hours a day. Times it. Times it by 7. One what? So that's the number of hours in the week. Look at, look at the guy there. Sit properly. Is it a girl or a guy? I'm, I'm, we are doing some maths. I know you are a student and so, but we did some basic maths. At least plus bombdas. Is it bodmas or bombdas? Is it bodmas or bombdas? It's bodmas. Okay. Really? D and M. D comes before M. Bodmas. Now that's class what? Four, five, six. 168. There are 168 hours a week. We have come to this service is like a three-hour service. You stretch it to like a three-hour service. Some of you are coming, most of you, we are, the, the, the reason why I'm saying this is three hours is that most of you, over 90% of you here have come to spend one and a half hours here. Most of many of you just came. Few of you will spend two hours this morning. But let's, let's, let's be Let's deceive ourselves a little. We are already in the deception already. So let's do three. So three over 168. Let's see the percentage of your life in a week. This thing, if this is it, three over 168 times it by 100. Times it by 100. Times it. What do you get? Percentage. So like when you write an exam, 70%, 60%. 40 percent, you have failed. Oh, it's not so. Forty. Generally, forty is a failure. Yeah. Fifty is a pass. Yes. Medical school, they do sixty percent. Seventy. So, so we know fifty is a is a weak pass. Well, forty, you have failed. So let's see. Two, three, three hours over one sixty-eight. This thing, this thing that you have dressed to come to this thing. 3 over 168 times 100 is what? What do you get? 1.78. No, 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 no. You didn't get me. 3 over 168 times 100. Because we are looking at percentage. Yes. Not 1. 1.78. Did you multiply by 100? Yes, please. By 100. And you still got 1. 1. But what is 3 over 168? 3 over 168. Uh Aha. 0.017. 0.01? Yes. Really? So when you multiply by 100 for percentage, you get what? 1.78. So what we are doing is 1.78 of our Christianity. It's not even 2%. Mm. 
imagine that if this is your Christian life, then you have already scored. It's like at home, there's no Bible reading, there's no prayer, there's no other service, there's no other fellowship, there is nothing you are doing. On Sunday morning, you dress up, you come to church, you have, you've not even scored 2%. That's why. Imagine, you've all been to class 3, class 5, you've done BEC. Imagine you write an exam and you get 2%. Is it times 100 that you got 1.7? Did you times it by 100? I times it by 100. Times 100? And you got what? You said you got 1.78. How? I mean, it's not 2%. It's not 2%. 2 over 100. Not 2 over 100. This thing we are doing, it's not even 2 over 100. At all. Wow! And you have made it your all. It's like, you, for you, this is it all. Like, as you've come, after this 1.7%, it's over for you. Wow! You have failed. No wonder. No wonder. It's a very interesting revelation. No wonder you are nothing. Most of you sitting here are just unbelievers who have been in church for 20 years. I'm telling you in English. Most of us are, you are just unbelievers. You and uh, but even pastors are unbelievers. There are pastors in Ghana when they are having convention or uh, like watch night service and so on. They bring a stone boy, Satawale. They come to sing. It's like how I brought uh, uh, my. my International singers. They, they, they are wild listers. Hey! Preach. You are lost. Turn to your neighbor through your mask and ask the person, is it possible that you are lost? Many of you were in church last Sunday. Some of you were not even in church. Let's say we are, we're all in church last night. Many of you, this is the first time you're opening the Bible. This is the first time after Sunday you are fellowshipping with a Christian in a Christian context. Like God's children. But the Bible says in Acts 2.46, those people we are copying from, the Bible says, and daily in the temple and from house to house, they cease not. Every day. That is why some Christianity left. God left for us to have some. This, this one will make sense to me. This will make sense to me. If it's every day, because, I mean, when were they going to the synagogue? When were they going to the synagogue? Once or twice. Some of them were going daily. Hour of prayer, Acts 3. But it's not just synagogue. It's not just temple. There's house to house. Ideally, between last Sunday and today, you should have had interactions with Christians in houses. You should have. If you've not done that, and you've just come to sit here in church as your Sunday morning Christianity relating with God life, then you are lost. You have not even scored. Imagine writing an exam and getting 2%. Sorry. 1.7%. 
Imagine you write an exam. 10 questions, 20 questions, 2 hours, 3 hours. Somebody wrote an exam last week, 7 hours. And when you finish, the result comes and you got 1.7%. You, 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 are, you are not in the game. You are not in the game. A lot of us here are not believers. You are not a Christian. You are not a Christian. You are, not a, you are just a very faithful church goer. We've gone to church for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years. But you are not a Christian. You are not a Christian. Christian, you are not a Christian. Christianity is this one. If you are a true Christian, ah, but the things you are truly doing, do you do it once a week? Like going to school, do you go to school once a week? Your business, do you go to your, do, you, do you go to your office once a week? How come church gets once a week? How come? Since when? How? You see the hypocrisy. Please keep preaching. The hypocrisy. And our Muslim brothers, they are in their, in their temples every day. Because anything that is important to you, you should. You do. If, if, if you are learning to drive, I don't think we learned how to drive, driving once a week. The driving schools we attend, it, it, anything that is important, it's not once a week. Anything, anything you are doing that you do once a week. Like I, I play golf once a week. Obviously, it's not important to me. Obviously, it's not important. No wonder my balls are in the forest. I'm always looking for my balls. Yeah, it's, it's not important to me. If, I can't even go to the golf course twice a week. No, no, no. Anything you do, you pray once a week, you come and sit here, you dress, you come and sit here once a week. Like after, after this one, you, you are now done with God. You can't do away with God. It's your life. It's your life in the night. It's your life at noonday. It's your life in the morning. It's your life on Wednesday. It's your life on Friday. How can you say you have come and you are finished with God? You've not prayed. You've not read your Bible. You've not fasted. You've not been in any... We have found centers. Where you stay, there's a center around there. Where you are staying, we have a center in the area. If you are interested. But you are too intelligence or too canal. It's people like this. Women like this. Please sit down. Let them see it. This, look at son of This woman like this who are not married. They don't have children. They are unemployed. Very, very low education. The BCC. Women like this, these are the ones who have time to be center, going for center service, where I'm going to be a center, whatever. But, but, but you, you, you work in a bank. Please let them see you. Let them see you. It's an important woman. Look at even there. Look, look at her. Look at this house. This is a house help. You are lost. You are lost. I now am understanding that judgment day where Christ said, in your name we came to church. In your name we did. I don't know you. I mean, how can you? Relationships which are important to you. Do you talk to the person once a week? The people. You are, there are people I talk to once a week or once or whatever. It means it's not an important relationship with, to me. You are married. This is your wife. And you talk to her once a week. You just once a week, you say, turn around. Once a week. 
That's all. No other communication. Turn around. It's a bad marriage. It's a bad marriage. That's why we have bad singers in the choir. Yeah. You can't sing, come and stand here. Meanwhile, like during the week, you just, you, you just attended a rehearsal once a week. No wonder we can't hear what you are saying. The people who sing for us to be blessed, they are on it every day. What is important, like Acts 2, your work with God is important. It's daily. Can you highlight the word daily for me? Daily. Daily. It is nothing if we came to church every day. But it is you. You are so much interested in the opinions of your lawyer friends, your engineer friends. You say, what type of church are you go to church every day? Or today you are in church, the next day you are in the center service. Your canality is what makes a shudder. Me, I can have a service every day. I preach every day. That's it. Saturday. I have three church services. Easy. Three, four church services. Full time. Full time. With handkerchief. Having one service every day here, it's not a problem. But it is you. It's you. Your wickedness, your carnality, your unspirituality. Why should I turn on lights? Turn on. Do you know the cost of the service? The generator that is on. You have to, if you see it, you fall down. The generator that is on. If we, if we surrender the service to ECG, we won't be happy here. Yeah. You won't go to America and have, it's a church service that they have a generator. But in Africa, you got to be, you must find your electricity, find your water, find your road. Road, who should make a road for you? Find it. How to get to your house is your own problem. I, I can't. If I were to be having a church service every day, will you be here? You are not a Christian. You are a church goer. And some of you here are faithful church goers. Faithful. Faithful to your pastor. Faithful to the church. Faithful. But you are not a Christian. The last time I saw you were wearing a collar. You are not a Christian. I never knew you. You said you preached in my name. You prophesied in my name. You healed in my name. Me. Me, Jesus. Do you know me? What have you done for me? And he checks that he, he, he calls Peter. Bring the calculator. This guy says he knows me. Peter, multiply 24 by 7. And then you say you are every week, you are in church, how long? Three hours. Divide it. Do it right now. Peter, he doesn't know which one to press. And he gets the thing from him and gives it to Paul. Papa, 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 1.7. You say you know me, and our relationship is a 1.7 percent relationship. Away, boss! Awebas. It's only your first time. You've been here for how long? How many times? You can't even count it. Are you normal? Have you taken the medicine? 
Oh, you are, you are normal. That, that, that's how you are. Do you belong to a service? A center? It's okay. Were you at a center service last week? You've been coming to church here. Were you at a center service last week? Um, I mean, what, what, should I say last week or this week? Last week. Today the first day of the week. Last week. To fellowship. To go to church. This one is just one of the church activities. Did you go to a center to fellowship there to add a few hours to your... So just to boost your 1.7% per, per adventure, you may, you may get to 5%. Were well, you in any, any center? Today's your first time, sir. Your third time. Are you a member of this church? Aha, uh-huh. you are not a member. Everybody is denying the church. You know, he will come here next week. You watch him. This place, he will sit here next week. You are lost. You are lost. You are lost. Today we judge who a Christian is, but whether he has a car. If you are working with God, do you have a car? Do you have a job? Do you have problems? Are you married? You are not married. Then you are not a Christian. True Christians, they get husbands. You mean you are not married? How? Which car are you driving? You're not married, you don't have a car. Ah, so, and where's your house? Some chamber and hall at uh, Ghana Flat. Ah. You're not blessed. You're not blessed. We who are blessed, we have cars. We who are blessed, we have children. We have, and our house is a happy house. All our children are well. They go to school, law school, engineering. Your child didn't pass the exam. Abba. Abba, are you working with God well? Maybe you are, you are living some sinful life. Oh. You've been in church for 10 years and no man has married you. Then there's something wrong with you. That's how we judge who is spiritual. Who is spiritual. But right now, we must ask yourself, in the week, how many contacts, contact hours have you made with the church, with Christians, with God? That is the Christian life. With the word of God. It's a Christian. Oh, what's the car? Oh, what's the car? Marriage. Marriage. I can tell you in English. Some of you are not married there. Paul said, desire not to marry. There are women in this service wearing rings. They can't wait to remove it. I know personally men married who pray that their wives should die. Lord, this year it should happen. This year. This year. This woman should go. She should clear her. And when she dies, she will never marry again. But you are using marriage to judge whether you are working with God or not. So he is married. And you are not. Oh, oh, now, now the madness is that we are both married. He has children. You don't have children. So when you pass, you just sneer. Wow, look at you. You're a proper woman. Give birth and let's see. Then we share our testimony like our sister shared. Beautiful. Beautiful. Because she has delivered a baby. God must be with her. Where's your baby? Where is your baby? Are you not, are you not an Asa? Where, where's your baby? So we go home 
And, I, and the picture is that the one who shared the testimony, God is with her. You there's not, not nothing in your stomach. You, there must be some sin in your life. You, you, you're not working with God well. Meanwhile, when it comes to God, God himself should speak. He knows you far more. Far. Than the one boasting that God gave me seven cars. Since when did we start using problems to determine who is in God and who is not in God? Problems. <laughs> Since when did we use problems? You know, oh, the, the, this, the, he has a happy marriage. Mine is not a happy marriage. So God is with him. When, when did we start problems? Paul rather, Paul, if it is problem, Paul said, I glory. I glory in infirmities. I, it's, I, I, if I'm boasting, I, we ask, how many problems do you have? You have four. How, what are you going through now? You've lost your pen. <laughs> You've lost your pen. <laughs> what have you lost? Your phone. Wow. And you, you've lost what? Your baby. Wow. Oh, then you've lost your pen. You've lost your phone. Then it's, it's not likely God. There's something wrong with you. Pen, yes, yeah, okay. Think properly. Yes, sir. I'm helping you today helping to think you. properly. Yeah. Helping us, helping us. The fact that you are married and she's not doesn't mean that you are, you are a better person. That you work in the bank and she couldn't pass her wasi doesn't mean it. Doesn't mean that at all. If you go into it, you will have God may be happier with her than he is with you. I was sharing about steadfastness. I've got some 10 minutes. Let me just tell you something. Because one of the ways to be strong is to be steadfast. To be steadfast means to remain on course. To remain. If I show you a picture of this congregation three months ago, or whenever we started coming to church, you will see that a lot of people here are new. Those who were sitting where you are sitting, we can't find them. And you two, after three months, you also vanish, and a new group will come. Mm-hmm. They can't stay. They can't continue. That's today's Christian. Many of you looking at me, in four months, four months, you will be sitting in another church, another pastor will be looking at you. Four months. One, two. Is it, is it uh, two? Is this three or two? Three. This is three. This is one, two, three, and four. Four months. You will not be here. But a Christian who is strong is steadfast. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Maybe next week I'm, I'll start preaching about being unmovable. It's in this book. Unmovable. You meet things that want to move you. Yeah. Problems that want to move you. You see a girl, she wants to move you. Yeah. You see a man, the man wants to move you. Yeah. Next week it's, it's unmovable week. 
unmovable. But now we are doing steadfast. Remain. Delay anymore. Stay on course. That's the meaning of steadfast. To stay on course. To remain, 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 remain. Stay on course. Or, if you veer off, know how to find your way back. It's a quality God looks for in the Christian. Looks for it. That this girl, does she have the ability to stay on course? Okay, some problems came, she went off. Does she know how to come back? Do you know how to come back? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quality. Everyone must have that ability. The ability to, to, to remain on your... Last week I told you that the road is narrow. Stay there. And that moving strain away may not be helpful. Listen to that message. All the messages I'm preaching here, if you're interested, they are on my podcast. Today I'm continuing. How to be steadfast. I, 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 I said, be, be steadfast, develop steadfastness by not loving the world. Yes. They can distract you. The world can distract you. Develop steadfastness by not lasting. A strong feeling for something is last. Don't do that. Number three, develop steadfastness by having a proper fear of judgment. I've preached all this. A proper fear of judgment. Many of you don't know. That's why some of you are not educated. It's not because you couldn't go to school. But you went to school and you didn't fear judgment. You didn't fear exams. Exam is a type of judgment. Those who fear judgment prepared for their judgments. And when they were judged, they, get, they got 80%. Those who were in school didn't fear judgment. They were in town chasing girls. They were boyfriends. Married men were coming for them. They were jumping school wall. Fooling. She's a girl smoking in the school. Fooling. When the judgment came, she failed. And now she's selling. One day I called my, my daughter. I realized that she wasn't learning. She wasn't serious. So I put her in my car. I've done that twice. I put her in my car. And we were living, so I drove her, I took her to a certain place. A woman with a container was selling commode. And um, what's the name of the thing that people go to? Chamber pot. And buckets. I took her out. Out! I said, look at this. This is a chamber pot. This is a bucket and so on. Do you want, is this how you want to live your life? I'm tired of you. If this is where you went, you want to end, then continue, continue sleeping. One day when I entered church, I took my son. He also wasn't learning, and we're doing some work. There was a scaffold up in the church. I called, I took him. I said, "Do you see the boys working up there? Do you want to do that?" Say, "Daddy, no." I said, "But the way you are behaving, this, this is the work you will do." Because you don't fear judgments. You don't fear exams. If you are a student, you must fear exams. If you are a Christian, you must fear judgments. From that day, I realized that his exams 
the results were going up. Because he realized that no, if he starts climbing that, he can fall. Yeah. And today it's a different person. Fear judgment. One of the reasons why we stay on course and don't go off is that we fear that if we go off, God will judge you. You will do you will bring judgments on you. Number four, develop steadfastness by not being overconfident. By not being overconfident. When you are overconfident, you will lose track. First Corinthians ten, verse twelve. An overconfident person said, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. Be very careful. Tell your neighbor and say, Tell your neighbor and say, Be very careful. You can fall. Don't be too sure. Don't be too sure of yourself. Yes. An overconfident person is someone who has too much trust in his abilities. Some have too much confidence in their beauty, too much confidence in their education, too much confidence in their money, too much confidence. And God always comes and smashes through your source of confidence. So if you regard yourself or your position in Christ as foolproof, you are in danger of straying from the right path. When you don't come to church regularly, you don't pray. You are too confident. And also, you are, you are getting too familiar with God. Mm. Oh God, there we can. I, I've met people like that. Wow. Should I say it again? When you don't come to church regularly, you don't pray at home, you're not serious with God. You, you are too confident. Wow. And you are getting too familiar. Wow. I'll tell you a story. The evangelist said on one of our crusade nights, out a very bad boy. No, no, he wasn't a bad boy. He was a bad boy. When he was supposed to go to school, he wouldn't go. But he liked swimming. So one day, he didn't go to school. He went to swim. Something went wrong. And he began to drown. There was no one there. Suddenly, Somebody came, was driving by in a car, and saw that, that this guy is drowning. So he got down, got out of the car, and jumped into the water. Tried and tried and tried, and brought him out. When he brought him out, he asked him, why are you not in school? What's happening to you? The boy, the boy was talking. He said, stop it. Go to school. Go to school. But the boy didn't go to school. He didn't continue. He still kept killing lizards, stealing mangoes. But unfortunately, he joined a bad company. And one day they went to steal and they were caught. They were put behind bars. The following day or two or three, they were taken to court. The boy and his friends. I think the first appearance is for something. It's not the very... I don't think judgment is given on the first day. 
they go to do things. Uh, mommy, what do they do first day? You play, but yes, you play guilty. Just to, you know, just clean up, tidy up. The, uh, do you play guilty, innocent? So they took two and the court. What should he see? What should he see? The judge sitting there was a man who rescued him. He waved. And the man waved. Yes. He said, it seems like, are you the boy I... Said, yes. Wow, I'll see you after. The guy got confidence. He knows the judge. He was taken back to Cecil's. I think at a point he was even taken to prison. So they were kept going back and forth. Court, 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 court. One day the judgment was going to come. The day of the judgment. The night before, the boy got up began sharing his things. To get this. Get this. Say, conf- say overconfidence. Get this. Get the shirt. Get a shirt. Got some Milo. Have the Milo. Got some old bread. The biscuits. Uh, drinks. Everything. Whatever he had in the prison. Because the following day, he was going to meet the judge, who is his friend. It's a good day. He couldn't believe it. He went to stand there. And the judge asked, uh, they asked someone to pronounce, or is the judge who mentions, who reads the judgment, or somebody reads it? The judge. So, today, whatever, whatever, I find the defendants of Osu upon just that. The guy was just smiling. Osu <laughs> upon. Kwame Mensa. I find them guilty. He went back for life. He thought he would get his things he had shared. You see, that judge is not a typical judge. At least he's not an African judge. And there's a country where the judge, some judges received goats and television. It was in the place. Television. If you buy, bring goats. Our judge, he's not like that. You can give him goats, but you can't buy him. Don't be overconfident. If we're a Christian, eh, listen, look at me, I'm ending. If we're a Christian, always live not too sure of yourself. But if we're to die now, don't be too sure that you are going to heaven. Because six months ago, you stood in front of a church and raised your hand. Don't be too sure. Don't be too sure. Don't be too sure. Don't be too sure, be too sure that when you die, you, you, me, I'm going to heaven when I die. When I, I'm a bishop. It's not like that. 
Every day, you are, you, you are careful. You are careful. Is God happy with me? Am I pleasing God? If I were to die now, many of you, if you were to die right now, if I were to ask you, uh, 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 young man, stand up. If you were to die right now, would you go to, oh, no, not you, man, not you, the, the young man. I can't shout at you like that. This, hey, stand up, stand up. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to die right now, would you go to heaven or you go to hell? Right now. Hell. Yo. <laughs> He's not thinking properly. <laughs> and if he believes that what he's saying is true tomorrow morning he'll read his bible he will pray he won't watch pornography he won't join the bad boys he will attend center service because you are not you you know that hell is a possibility you're not too confident you're not too confident I almost didn't enter medical school when I went to, when I, the year I was to enter. Because I was very good in school. And I was, I, I became overconfident. We wrote an, an exam. A level, chemistry. And, and you can imagine, you can trust me, I've worked past questions plenty. I was good. Very good. I went and sat down. Just read. Answer this. Just ticked. I didn't even know which one to answer. Answered them. Three hours or so. About two and a half hours I finished. Advanced level chemistry. <laughs> it's not. I looked around. People were sitting there. Still writing. I think it was 15 minutes of time. Stop work. People were begging to finish something. I just got up to my advanced level chemistry. Top. As we were going in a group, you know, boys, boys school. So we're just chatting. So, so tell me, number question two was wild, though. Hey, just question three. Tell me, but which one did you choose? Hey, tell me, hey. I mean, the, the question one wasted my time. And so I was just quietly moving with them. We were going to write it in a, in a valley somewhere. I was climbing up. Then somebody passed a comment. But how were they expecting us to answer five questions in three hours? I said, What? What did you say? How many questions were you to answer? So answer one, question one, and four others. I saw answer four questions. What did you say? Five questions? Some of you, you have answered three questions, so, but you are walking around as if you have answered all. But something, a dream, a vision you will have one of these days will bring you down to your knees. Say, you won't believe it. For three months. Not to mean that I had answered question one and three others. When I should have answered, A level chemistry, those who write or who answer other questions are getting D's and C's. Wow. <laughs> and you, you have not, you have answered four. 
<laughs> Press, believing in God. I was humbled for three months. When the results came, this guy, D. This guy, C. Those who were humble and wrote everything, D, C, B. I knew that I had to re-register. But fortunately for me, fortunately, Father, I thank you. Fortunately, when the result came, I had a B. A-A-B-B. Since that day. In the medical school, I was cool. I'm always cool. When, when I see how you read your Bible, how you come to church, how you've been in church for many years, you cannot even say you are helping someone to be... You are, you, 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 you are so big, you know. You are so full of yourself. You are so sure. Wow. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. One of the ways to know whether you're overconfident is when you laugh at people's problems. Oh, how? How? Marry well. What is marriage? Is it not just batting? Cooking well? Having good sex? Are, are, you, are, you, are you on it? Do it. Just sit up. Ah. Why? You broke up a relationship so you are depressed. Put yourself together. What is relationship? Be, watch out how you talk about somebody's problem. It's, a, it's, it's an indicator, an indication that you are overconfident. Especially when somebody has a problem. Some of you, when your own comes here, eh, that's when you remember the words you use about somebody's relationship, somebody's marriage, somebody's death. It's, it's like, be very, very, I'm saying that don't be overconfident. Be, say, walk humbly. Yes. Walk humbly. Micah said, He had shown thee. Six eight. What is good? He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what the Lord does require of thee. And what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require of you? To just at your age, why are you not married? Are you married? Why? What's wrong with you? Just humble yourself and dress well. Wow! Really? Your, you, you meet your meter. He has shown the old man what is good. What is, good? what is it? And what the Lord requires of thee. What is it? To do justly. Yes. Which many of us have even have fallen short. To do what is right. Justly. And to love mercy. To love showing mercy. I'm preaching about overconfidence. Don't be too sure of yourself. That this year, my, my profit will quadruple based on some projections. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk what? Proudly. 
God. Why, why, what's wrong with you? Why can't you be a shepherd? Get up, just get serious. Wow. He said, yeah, then today I'm showing you. The day you find yourself laughing about somebody's problem or speaking with disdain and condescension at somebody's problem. That day, remember me that you've crossed the line. Yeah. When we finish talking and you are alone, you will remember my wife. And I'm telling you, you've crossed a line. A wind will remove you from your way. One of the ways to remain in your small lane is to be humble and not to be too confident. Today we have sons who can, who can publish a series on their pastor about things he's doing wrong in his church. They call him Lucifer. You are, you, you are Satan. Beautiful. Beautiful. Some of you, you can, you can stand with your mother and exchange words. That you should learn how to marry well. Marry daddy well. Wow. 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 Mommy should marry daddy well. Beautiful. You know, sit down and lift your two hands and ask the Lord, Lord, help me to walk humbly with you. Not to be too sure that I'm going to heaven. I, I'm happy when I have the boy say, I'm going to hell. I'm sure maybe he has been masturbating in the night. I don't know what he has just done. But he knows that if he died now, right now, lift your tongue and pray as Have mercy on me. Nothing I have, nothing I am. Whether you are a bishop, you are a pastor, you are a reverend, don't be too sure. Walk humbly. Don't be too sure. Every day you wake up. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that my husband is with me. I thank you that my wife is with me. Oh, Lord, I thank you that my daughter is at home. Thank you, Lord. I'm thanking you. That alone, that, that alone, that alone should let you work with God in a certain way. But when you are too sure, though, as for me, me, me and my family, there, we are, we are there. We are around. Wow. Your husband is there all the time, you see. Beautiful. Look, look, please let me tell you that when you walk humbly with God, eh, many of you, if not most of you, if you introduce or if you remove, and you may not know that you are overconfident, but if you remove overconfidence from you, eh, your life will change. Yes, your life will change. You will change at home. You, I, I will know you as a different person in church. Mm-hmm. Your life will change. There are people I've appointed as center leaders. People call them LP. 
Me, I've not appointed them as pastors, so. but they're, they're not taking the title. They go, LP, yes? He said, no, I'm not LP. I'm not LP. Call me Sister Becky or Auntie Becky. Don't say Lady Pastor. It's a special title. But you, you collect it. <laughs> you, you are too sure that you are, you are it. You are not a pastor. Then they call you, Pastor Eugene. You say, no, I'm not Pastor Eugene. I'm Brother Eugene. But you are too sure because when we, the last time we checked, your center was the largest center. It's not the size of your center. It's whether you are or you are not. Yeah. Are you going to heaven or you are not going to heaven when you die? If you are not too sure, if you are too sure of yourself, ego who you? I said, ego who you? Ego who you? And the last one today, to be steadfast. Develop steadfastness by not being hard and stubborn. That's all. To, to remain on course, humbly. No one here should be hard. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 4.13 Better is a poor and a wise child than an old Always, the old ones are the ones I'm talking to now. When I say old, I don't mean the ones who are 50 years. Those who have been around for long. Better is a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. No more. Some of you in this church, if you get up to go and visit somebody, a church member. Some of you shepherds. If you go to visit a church member, your member, you must go with an ambulance. Because when the member sees you, he can fall down out of shock. Out of shock. If you know a stubborn Christian who does not heed to counsel, you are looking at someone who can stray from the path of righteousness? Every time we come to church, it's advice. Join the center. Let's do this. Let's get here. As many of you, you, you are, especially the older ones, they are kicked and set in their ways. So I've counseled many Christians who never change their lifestyles in spite of all that they said to me. They are bent on doing their own thing. Listen to me. I beg you, eh? No matter who you are, no matter who you are, open up some doors in your life for advice, for being asked to do something new. The Bible calls it a counselor. A counselor. One of the ways God will deliver you from an impending evil is by sending you a counselor. And for many of you here, I am that counselor. As I hold the book, I don't even know what I'm saying, but you know I'm talking to you. 
Don't be stubborn. Remove stubbornness. I would like you to stand up and read Ecclesiastes 4.13 again. Please. Everyone, we are going to read it three times with understanding as we end the service. One, go. Ecclesiastes 4.13. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. One go. Ecclesiastes yes. 4.13. Let's start again. One go. Louder. Ecclesiastes 4.13. Yes. Better is a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. Ecclesiastes. Again. One go. Ecclesiastes 4.13. Better is a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. Again, Ecclesiastes 4.13 Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. Please don't sit down. We have ended the service. Today, listen to me very carefully because I may be prophesying to you. Your next Escape from evil will come from the advice. Many of you don't have advices. So better take your pastor as your advisor. And let the words you hear here be powerful enough to change your way of living your life. One of the ways to Move from your original path is to be somebody who cannot be advised. There are people I know, I personally, if I see them doing something different, I'll be, I, I, I will assume that they are taking some medicine. It's not their normal self. Or if it's normal, I'll give them two weeks. And what I'm saying is to your type. Your type. Be very careful. Maybe I should put my towel here so you know that I'm prophesying to you. Be very careful. Those of you who have been around for long, be careful. Because the word there is old. Me, I have a pastor. I have a pastor. I'm so sad that you don't have a pastor. I I didn't say I have a preacher. Preaching, ah. But I have a pastor. I have a pastor. I follow his instructions. Whether it is to me or general, I have a pastor. As we go on in this journey, as we go on, some of you young boys, Learn it now. Learn it now. To be in church and receive instruction. Take advice. I read Micah 6.8. While we are there, may we just finish it properly and read Micah 4.9. Micah 4.9. Now, 
Why dost thou cry out aloud? Is there no king in thee? Is thy counselor perish? For pangs have taken thee as a woman in travail. Children, don't be in the house and be big. Don't be in your house at home. Your mother can't advise you. You do what you want to do. Because it is old English, let's all try and read the new translations. New living translations. But why are you now screaming in terror? Have you no king to lead you? When, when God brings you to church, he's brought you to a pastor to lead you. New American Standard Bible. NASB. Now, now, why do you cry out loudly? Is there no king among you? Or has your counselor perished? When you are somebody, when, when your counselor dies, something has died in you. Don't be too big. The message Bible. So why the doomsday hysterics? You still have a king, don't you? Uh, underline it. You still have a pastor, don't you? Do you have a pastor? Do you have a king? Do you, do you have NIV? Why do you now cry aloud? Have you no king? And I like the word king, 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 king. Say king, 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 king. Yeah. It's a very important word because a king is bigger than you. Some of you, you are too big to have somebody over you. No. You are too big. Too, that's why I said the old Old pastors, I can't get you to do something new. See, no matter who you are, believe God to have somebody who is like a king. You see, like David. David, he was a king, no? But his pastor was over him. So, in a sense, there was a king over King David. When he's going somewhere, he will ask, should I go? Say, Don't go. Don't do this. I mean, I'm going to ask you are, you, are you the highest decision maker in your life? Young boy, are you the highest decision maker in your life? You, you choose a girl you want. A man proposes, you say, it's like nobody advises you. You won't last on your road. This road we are on, you'll be advised. Somebody will talk to you. Somebody will say, come to church. When I say that on Tuesday we have an online service, it's an instruction. But you see that some of you will not obey because there is no king in your life. I want you to lift up your two hands. And pray to God that you will not be stubborn.
That's the first prayer for one minute. That's the first prayer. I'm going to give you the second prayer. Pastors, pray that prayer. Hard and stubborn. Hard and stubborn. Children, young boys. No matter what, may I not be stubborn. Hard and stubborn. Hard and Stop it, you stop it. Move, you move. Yes. 
lying down it's not that like he likes to say he has been ma- lie lie down now lie down he make it me when i send you a center leader listen to the person he may be your child but listen listen there are people i listen to they could be my children but i listen to them because of where they are coming from why That pain, pain seizes you like that of a woman in labor. Why? Why? A lot of the anguish and pain you will have in your life will not be, will, will not come from anywhere but from you yourself. Sir, I know you are old, older, you are richer a man of your own, whatever. Do you have a king? <laughs> or you, you move and just ask your pastor to stamp it for you? You buy the tickets before you ask the pastor to pray over your trip? But David, I'm talking about how to remain here for a long time. I'm close to 40 years in Christ. Got born again. Close to 40 years ago. How, 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 how have I been able to remain in the church? Why? In spite of all the problems and temptation. There's a king over my life. Right now, in this church, I'm the king here. 
I can tell all those over there. Leave the place. Shut down there. Move. Stop playing. Uh, stop playing. That's the king. Continue playing. Beautiful. A king. But there's a place. When I enter, I sit on the floor. On the floor. My buttocks on the floor. When you come to my office, you, I mean, the chairs, they are assorted types. I'm the king. Know where you are a king. And know where you should be a little boy. You can't be a king everywhere. Even in his own palace, David was not a king all the time. His pastor would tell, don't go. And the king would shut up. But some of you, you are a big man. Pan. We, in, 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 the Greek is pan. Oh. Like we are pandemic. Pan. Oh. Everywhere you are a big man. So big that you have brought this nonsense to the church. But we, all, we all have places where we shout. We have shouted this morning. Hey. I'm not stop. Shut, get into the car. Yes. We all I have a place I shout. But it's not everywhere. You, when you come to a place where somebody must shout at you, you rather shout at the person with your attitude. You don't open your mouth, but the way you sugar yourself, it's a shout. I've been rebuked many times by you people. Shut up. Mind your business. Correct your marriage before you come and talk about our marriage. Thank you. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Lift your hands for me. Lift your hands yes. for me. Who is your king? Yes. Who, 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 who is over you? Everywhere you are LP. Is that not a place where you are a little girl? Abba! A little boy. There's no place. You have no counselor. Can you imagine President Trump without a counselor? Is that you are a big man everywhere? It's not like that. It's not like that. Let your hands and just now talk to God about it. whatever you want to say. say Close the service. So speak to God. You've come to church. You've heard a message.
Every eye closed, please. And every head bowed. I want to pray for some of you. You are not born again. Today you want to meet Jesus. He, if he's the one who calms us, he calms our lives and hopefully removes stubbornness. Every eye closed and every head bowed everywhere. I would like to meet all central leaders and telepastors. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Just for a short meeting. All central leaders. Telepastors. When you finish your meetings and all your things. After unity service actually. After, so stay around for unity service. And then I want to meet you. Central leaders. But if you are here today, you are not born again. You want to meet Jesus Christ. Yes. You can lift your hand now. It's now your time. This is the time you're waiting for. This is the time in the service. Pray for. Yes, lift it high. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, I want to meet Jesus. Lift your hand high. I see your hand. Pastor, I want to be born again. Pastor, I want to know Jesus. Pastor, I see your hand. I see your hand. Yeah. If your hand is up. I want you to come. Take your Bible and come to me. Your Bible, your pen, notebook, and come. Yes, come. 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 Come to me in front here. Meet me here. Meet me here. Meet me here. Meet me here. Clap your hands for them. God bless you. Come to Jesus. Yes, come. Come and meet Jesus. 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 You want to come to Jesus? Come now. Lift your two hands and bow your heads. You can put your back down. I don't know. And lift your two hands. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. I come to you today. I come to you today. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. And I'm returning to you today. And I'm returning to you today. I ask you to please wash me. I ask you to please wash me. Make me your child. Make me your child. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For my salvation. For my salvation. I am born again. I am born again. I am cleansed. I am cleansed. By the blood. By the blood. Of Jesus. Of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For my salvation. For my salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want you to, you can take your bag. Thank you. You see our pastors here. I want you to please go to them. They will talk to you. And don't be stubborn. Don't be hard. They are your counselors. Go to them. God bless you. Very good. Clap your hands for them. Keep clapping your hands. And everyone standing, we are receiving our communion. If you brought your communion. Every Sunday we bring our communion from the house. Lift your communion. Lift your bread. 
It's a special meal. And you can have it three times a day. As often as you eat and drink. Often. As often. Yes. Just make sure that even though you are doing it a lot, you will not trivialize it and mm. take it lightly and now let it lose its power. That people, if you relate to them very often, they, they, they just change. They become familiar. But this is the body of Christ. Lift your bread. If you are sitting now, please stand up. I beg you in the name of God. In the name of God. Lift your bread. Whether you do have it or you have it. Lift your hand. Say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. I'm eating it. I'm eating it. For strength. For strength. Strength to remain. Strength to remain. Say, I need to remain. I need to remain. On the road. On the road. Today. Today. As I eat this as body. As I eat this body. I'm being fused. I'm being fused. To the body of Christ. To the body of Christ. I declare. I declare. From this bread. From this bread. Comes my steadfastness. Comes my steadfastness. Comes my faithfulness. Comes my faithfulness. My humility. My humility. My leadability. My leadability. Oh God. Oh God. Today. Today. By this body. By this body. I'm changed. I'm changed. Into a humble child. Into a humble child. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's eat it. Lift your hands and pray. We are about to drink the wine, but lift your hands and pray. Pray for your life. I'm giving you a t- any prayer you want to pray. Pray. You've eaten something powerful. Pray like anything on your heart. Take it to the Lord. Sustains life. Blood sustains life. As I drink this, as I drink this, I'm receiving spiritual life. I'm receiving spiritual life. My spiritual energy, my spiritual is being boosted. Is being boosted. My life, my life is becoming stronger. Is becoming stronger in the Lord. In the Lord. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ for healing. For healing. For life. For life. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Let's drink.
your hands. May your prayers be answered. Please lift your hands. May your hearts fall in love with God. Amen. Fall in love with God. Amen. Fall in love with God. Amen. Fall in love with Him. Amen. Fall in love with Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayer, for healing, for energy, energy to walk with you, energy to obey you, energy to be humble, energy, 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 energy. Thank you for energy. Thank you. That what we couldn't do before, by this communion, we are empowered to do it. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.